Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 35. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, we are building an incredible community at EntrepreneurOnFire.com. If you're starting or running a business, you simply have to check out the free resources we have for you. Also, every interviewee has their own dedicated page with a full recap and contact info. Come join our awesome community at eofire.com and reach out to me with any questions or suggestions you have. Entrepreneuronfire.com was created for you, so come on over and help make it stronger. And now let's give it up for our five-star reviews. Mike Kowula, MyJobsIt.com, Andrew Seeley, Saigon, Mandy Shoemaker, Bessie's Best, and Dave Raymond. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and I look forward to thanking everyone who does the same. Okay, let's get started. I am simply exhilarated to introduce my guest today, Annabelle Candy. Annabelle, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. (laughs) Wonderful. Annabelle is a travel writer, blogger, and delightful misfit. She is the founder of Get in the Hot Spot, which is a travel blog with inspiration, tips, and ideas for people who love travel, writing, and living their dream life. Over 20,000 people read Get in the Hot Spot each month with over 145,000 visitors in the last year. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Annabelle. Why don't you tell us more about who you are and what you do? Okay. Um, well, I started, well, I'll tell you the long story, shall I, since you said we're going to have a bit of a long interview. Great. When I was a kid, I, I knew I wanted to be a writer. It was very clear in my mind that I was destined to write and I loved writing. I always kept a diary and so on. But when I was getting close to leaving school, my parents said, look, don't be a writer. It's just too difficult. So I was a good girl and I followed my parents' wishes and I decided I'd better not go into writing, but I really didn't know what else to do. So I went to university and I studied French and English and then I traveled for about 10 years looking around to see, you know, what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And after about 10 years, I realized I just had to do the writing thing. You know, that was what I wanted to do and I had to run with it. So I moved into journalism and then I studied, um, I did an MA in design for interactive media because I wanted to learn about computers and I started copywriting and I, I hid behind the anonymity of copywriting. So I was always writing for my clients, but no one knew who'd written what I'd written. No one knew that I'd written their website or their brochure apart from the clients themselves. So I just had no confidence basically. And I was still dreaming of being a proper writer and calling myself a writer and doing a lot of creative writing and keeping my diary and so on. And around that time, this was probably about, gosh, 2002, 2004 maybe, my husband said, oh, you should start a blog. So I said, oh, what's a blog? And I looked into it and I started my blog. That very night, actually, I I set up my blog. And I've been watching a lot of the show Fear Factor of the time. Do you remember Fear Factor? Very well. 
Yeah, I love that show. Anyway, my first blog post, I said that I was going to stare fear in the face and overcome my fear of being read, the fear that my writing would be judged. So I was very bold there. But what actually happened was I never wrote another blog post for three years. So you can see that fear was very real and I was very much ruled by it. But three years went by and during the course of that time, I I had three children. I moved from New Zealand to Costa Rica and to Australia. So there was a lot going on in my life. But I still was dreaming of getting my writing thing going. So I decided I'd go back to blogging and I'd really give it a proper go this time. And I decided to commit to writing blog posts three times a week, no matter what. And that's what I did. And since then, uh, that was, well, that was four years ago, actually, that I started blogging. But I haven't had my own domain name that long. I had my own domain name about three years so since that time, my writing has been published in print on some of the biggest blogs on the internet, like Copy Blogger and Zen Habits. And I get paid for my writing. I get um, hired by tourist boards and so on to write for them. And there's just been this amazing turnaround in my life because I finally dared to put myself out there and share my writing. So that's really my story. It's a great story, and it just shows how powerful it can be once you really force yourself to sit down and get on a schedule. And for you, that schedule was making yourself write three days a week, and you just saw how that snowballed into what you become today. So that is just powerful. Take action. So thank you for sharing that, Annabelle. That's okay. So we're going to move into the next topic, which is the success quote, because we like to, at the top of the show, really get the motivational ball rolling for the rest of the listeners at Entrepreneur on Fire and get them inspired with our guest's favorite success quote. What do you have for us today, Annabelle? Well, what I'm interested in is perseverance. I know this is the old chestnut, you know, that you've got to persevere in order to succeed. And you can see that in my story and in every single story, really, of success, that people have always persevered. So I was quickly looking for a post about perseverance, you know, the kind of try, try and try again. And I found a good one by Winston Churchill, of all people, which is also connected with optimism. So it says, the quote is, the pessimism sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. I love that quote. And people rarely use Winston Churchill, which is shocking to me because you could literally have a 500-page novel with just Winston Churchill quotes. And I'm actually going to go out on a limb here and say that this is the first time that anybody has quoted Winston Churchill, who's one of my favorite historical figures. So thank you for that. That's okay. Well, it's, it's a cool quote. I like it because it's connected with your state of mind. It's not just about persevering, but maintaining that upbeat, optimistic outlook, which I think is really important for people. Well, let's continue on with that. And why don't you give us an example of how you use that quote in your everyday life or mentality? Well, when you're a writer, you do get rejected all the time. It is part of being a writer, basically. So, you know, I told you earlier about my successes and how my writing's been published in print and on um, some of the biggest blogs on the internet and so on. But I still get rejected all the time. 
you know, I send out a lot of guest posts. Sometimes I don't hear back from them. I'll suggest a print story for a newspaper and they won't accept it for whatever reason. So I think it's really important for people to know that even once you've become successful, you're still going to get rejected. You're going to still have ideas that don't work and you still have to carry on doing what you're doing. Quite often when you get rejected, it's not necessarily because it was a bad idea or someone didn't like your writing, for example. Often it's just about, you know, them having too many stories on a specific topic already so they can't take another one. So you have to stop being so sensitive and just keep doing whatever it is you're doing, getting on with it. Well, you have shared some successes with us and you've also shared what the other side of success looks like, which is failure. So let's use that right now to segue to our next topic, which is failure. Because at Entrepreneur on Fire, we really talk about your journey as an entrepreneur. And every entrepreneur's journey is fraught with failure or obstacles or challenges that just have to be overcome. We don't let these failures define us as entrepreneurs. We really try to allow them to motivate and inspire us to move forward in a different direction. Can you tell our audience, the listeners here at Entrepreneur on Fire, can you tell Fire Nation about a failure that you've experienced? Yeah, I I think this is an interesting story. It's uh, not a specific case of failure, but when I moved to New Zealand, I told you I studied, um, I did a design for interactive media I was in London at the time, and we moved to New Zealand, me and my husband, and we set up our own web design company. And this was back in 1997 or 96. People didn't really know what a website was. A lot of them, they weren't interested. Anyway, I'd never worked in business before. As I said, I'd been traveling. So I kind of reinvented myself as the idea of what I thought a business person was, And we set up a very professional-looking website, which was gray and blue, the logo and the colors. Um, It was all very safe, and I would go out in my, you know, pinstripe suit (laughs) and try and get work. And the business grew, and, and we did quite well with it. But it was always frustrating because I found that I could never get a job. This was for 10 years this went on, unless I met the client face to face. And I knew that I didn't need to meet people face-to-face, obviously. So it was very difficult for me and very frustrating that I couldn't get work without hopping on the ferry because we lived on a small island and going over to Auckland to find work. So then I moved to Australia. As I said, I traveled around a bit before then, and I started my blog. And what I suddenly discovered was that people were contacting me and wanting to work with me from all over the world, And I hadn't actually been writing about web design or copywriting work. I'd just been sharing travel stories. And a lot of those stories were kind of weird, you know, like how I um, had a really bad dream and was convinced it was real. So I ran out of my hotel room naked, just (laughs) that kind of thing. Yes. And yes, suddenly people around, around the world literally wanted to work with me. And I suddenly realized that all this time for 10 years I've been trying to maintain this professional front and not really share my true personality and as soon as I did people loved that and I realized that people weren't very interested in my qualifications or my work experience what really interested them was my personal experiences 
So I think I did fail for about 10 years, although I was doing quite well. I really failed by hiding my personality and being scared to show that. And I really recommend to people now that they don't hide their personality, they share their true stories with people, because it is all about human relations and working with people that you like and that you get. Well, thank you for sharing that challenge that you were coming across consistently and also giving us the lesson that you learned from that, because that is really what's truly valuable when we have life experiences that we just have a breakthrough. And this is so powerful about hearing your story as an entrepreneur, because it's going to be such of aid to our listeners to kind of jump ahead and just start at the beginning and just be themselves and not have to go through the challenges that you went through before you truly realized that. So thank you for sharing that, Annabelle. That's okay. I hope it helps people. So let's transition now into our next topic. And this is really an inspiring topic because it's that moment that every entrepreneur lives for. Now, obviously, as entrepreneurs, we're always having small aha moments throughout the course of every single day, every single opportunity that we see we're moving forward and having some little aha moments that are propelling us forward. But the lucky ones, the lucky entrepreneurs, have this great light bulb moment where they just see something clearly and all of a sudden the clouds part, the sun rays come through (laughs) and the angels sing and it's just this light bulb just goes off and they're just like, yes, that's it. That's going to resonate so well with my audience. Have you had an aha moment, Annabelle? Not really, no. I can't think of any specific moments like that. I mean, I I think the way I work is I do a lot of experiments. So, you know, and I do a lot of reading. I'm a great learner. So I'm constantly reading and experimenting with things. And it's only when I do an experiment and I see the results of that that I have my aha moment. So a good example of that is um, numbered lists. When I started blogging, I kept reading about how we had to write numbered lists and they were so popular. And I just thought, oh, that's so hackneyed. I'm never going to write a numbered list blog post in my life. And then, you know, six months went by and no one read my blog. So I thought, oh, I was getting desperate. I thought I'm going to try and experiment and write a numbered list. So I chose the most popular topic in the world, which was happiness And I wrote 101 Ways to Be Happy. And, of course, it went on to, you know, go viral and become a hugely popular post on my blog, way more popular than anything else I'd ever written. So that was an aha moment for me. And it kind of showed that my stubbornness and willingness to not try something new was wrong and that you should always keep experimenting. And when you do keep experimenting, you will get the failures. You will get some blog posts or ideas that people just aren't interested in. But you will also get those ideas that suddenly are hugely popular and allow you to see what path you should follow. That is a really solid aha moment. And it is one of those aha moments that was kind of stretched out over a period of time. You're right. That wasn't an aha moment that just struck you like a lightning bolt and you jumped out of the shower to go get a pen to write down your thoughts and your ideas at that moment. But it was one that just kind of came over time. And those can be extremely valuable as well. So the lesson Mm. there was keep experimenting, keep trying, and always be open to exactly different opportunities as they present themselves. 
Yeah, I think it's really important to keep experimenting despite the failures because every now and then you'll get you'll you'll hit the nail on the head and you'll know it when it happens. Lovely. So, Annabelle, have you had an I've made it moment? Well, I have them quite often. <laughs> I, I, I'm very lucky. Me and my husband both work from home and we have done for about 15 years. We live on the beach in a beautiful tropical resort. So we are extremely lucky. We're living the kind of dream that a lot of people dream of, you know, working from home, living by the beach and so on. A lot of the time I get very bogged down in my work and I forget about how lucky I am. I think it's easy to start comparing yourself to other people. And I think there are sometimes more opportunities when you live in the city because a lot of business success is about networking and who you know. And obviously, because I don't live in the city, there's a natural geographical barrier separating me from people. But I am extremely lucky to be living where I am, and I do appreciate that every day. That's so important because you're so right. As entrepreneurs, we can get so caught up in what we're doing that we really don't take a, a step back and just appreciate exactly what we've created for ourselves, that we're not waking up at dawn and slogging through rush hour traffic to go to a place that we abhor, to work for people that we don't like, to work with people that don't inspire us. Instead, you're choosing where you're working, who you're working with, the environment you're working with. It's all very special and it's so important to truly appreciate that. And it's so easy not to because as entrepreneurs, besides getting wrapped up, you're always just setting these lofty goals. And once you do reach that goal, it's just a natural course of action to set another goal higher. So to really take a, a step back, take a deep breath and say, I've made it is very proper. And I'm really glad to, to hear that you do do that. Yeah, it's good to it's good to know what you were aiming for and what you were dreaming of. And I know a lot of people are hugely motivated and they want to be millionaires and have multiple houses. But me and my husband really want to live quite a simple life. We've decided to keep our business quite small. It's just the two of us, although we hire extra people on a contract basis if we need them. Um, but it's all about living a great lifestyle, having low stress, and obviously, you know, being able to maintain the kind of income that we need to support ourselves and our family. But yeah, everyone's got to work out what their idea of success is, I suppose, and make sure they concentrate on achieving that and don't get carried away by other people's idea of success. And you're calling the shots, am I right? Yes. <laughs> That's a good place to be. So Annabelle, Let's transition now into your current business. You have a lot of things going on with your family, with your business, with where you're living. It's all very inspiring to hear. But if you had to pull one thing out that you are really excited about right now, what would that be? Well, there's an, all kinds of different travel opportunities coming my way. I think this is an interesting thing about me is that, you know, I love passion. Sorry, I love passion and travel. That's my true passion in life. And what I found is just by sharing that passion for travel and my writing that people are actually starting to invite me on trips and actually paying me to go and travel and then write about it. And I think that's just an amazing thing. It's something I never actually dreamed of, John. I never thought that would be possible, but it's happening to me because I've shared my writing and I've shared my love of travel with other people. 
At the moment, I'm earning a small income from my travel blog through advertising. I get very frustrated because the business is growing very slowly. When I say the business, I mean the kind of travel and blog marketing marketing industry here in Australia. I know it's much further ahead in the States and in the UK, but I can see that there will be many more opportunities coming in the future. So I'm excited about that and seeing where it all goes. And I'm excited to be a part of it. I think I'm in a great place at the moment. I personally think you're in a great place. And I am kind of surprised to hear that you feel as though it is kind of growing slowly in Australia as opposed to the United States in the UK, specifically because I've been quite a traveler in my life. I was in the army for a number of years as an officer and really enjoyed oh, okay. the, Yeah, I really enjoyed the travel I did within the military. But then when I got out, I also had the opportunity to do some traveling on my own as well. And I traveled a lot in Costa Rica, Guatemala. I went over to India and Nepal and trekked the Himalayas and just had great travels. And I'm talking like four to five month trips each time. So yeah. really getting in and immersing myself in these cultures and really just becoming one with whatever country I was with. And I really enjoyed that. And one commonality that I was always coming across was such a large percentage of the people that I was meeting were Australians for such a small country, population-wise. There's such a large percentage of people who are taking that minimum one year and just going and traveling the world. Yeah, that's a big rite of passage, actually, for Australians, the the year off. And for British people, I did that 25 years ago. So That definitely has not taken a hold in the United States. It's no time off. It is graduate from college, immediately get a job, and then start climbing the corporate ladder. And then you can take your two weeks, preferably in a place you can fly to in three hours. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? Well, it's good you've done it and traveled. I think it's so important. You know, there's nothing I want more for my children to do the kind of things that you've done and really experience other cultures and customs. I think you learn so much about yourself and and so much about getting on with other people from doing that. It's really important. Yep. And I truly look at those experiences as valuable. And believe me, there are a large number of Americans who do get out and really do things along those lines. I would just like to see more of a rite of passage, so to speak, as the Australian culture has, because I really, truly love that. Yeah, oh, that's good, isn't it? Well, not all Australians are doing it, but maybe more more than Americans, it'd be interesting to know. Much yeah, more percentage-wise, definitely. I think it should be com- compulsory for all school leavers age 18 to just go off around the world for a year, um, get a job and, you know, take some nasty fruit-picking job or nannying job or whatever they can get and, you know, see what the real world's like. Awesome. Well, your blog is a great place for people to uh, start being inspired about traveling. That's true, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, Annabelle, the word entrepreneur is a mystery to most people. Like I said, we have a lot of our listeners who have very traditional jobs that I've also had in the past where I'd be getting up, I'd be going to corporate America, I'd be working very traditional settings. And people now kind of look at me and they're like, well, what do you really do all day? Like, it's kind of a question mark. And I can understand that because I had the same questions prior to becoming a solopreneur myself. So I like to kind of pull the curtain back when I get the opportunity to speak with people such as yourself. And obviously, no day is the same for you day in and day out. You have variety of tasks that come at you. However, 
there's definitely some commonalities that do require a portion of your time every day. Can you just give us two tasks that you do seem to do on a day-to-day basis in regards to your business? I'm pretty onto it with my emails. I get about 100 emails a day, so I really like to stay on top of those. And a lot of them are kind of spammy emails of people who want their products or services featured on my blogs. So I have canned responses so I can reply to those really quickly. But I also need to check my emails regularly to see if there are actually any clients or other opportunities coming up or important emails for me to respond to. So that's a big part of my job. And then the other thing that I do is I'm constantly looking at other people's blogs and um, websites to see what they're doing and looking at my own blogs and websites to see what's working and what's not working on there. I I already said, you know, not everything you do works. You're going to have failures and successes. So it's very important for me to know what content I write is the most popular and try and work out why and write more stuff like that. So I'd say those are the two most important things I do every day. Now, when I get the opportunity, I really do like to bring up a resource that's working for me that I love and use on a daily basis when it's relevant Mm. to something that you've brought up. You spoke of canned responses. And for me, I love text expander because that just allows me to like hit three buttons, say like the word F three times, and then I'll have a whole paragraph that will just pop up. Now, what do that. you use? Th- what do you use that in? In Gmail, it will populate in anything. It will populate in Word, on blogs, on anything you 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 want. It's called Text Expander. Oh, okay, so it's a free piece of software that just works with everything. Well, it's not free. It's like thirty four bucks. It integrates with your computer once you download it. And again, you're talking about canned responses. I would spend hours going to my copy and place you know, Word document, copying something different, pasting it. But then you can get to the point where every key in your keyboard can be a different canned response with just three strokes of your key. And it's extremely valuable. And I definitely fell in love with it the minute I used it. For instance, you know, I have to write my domain, entrepreneuronfire.com, about 50 times a day. (laughs) But I just hit the letters E-E-E and boom, it expands to that full domain. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. It sounds really useful. Do you know, I've heard of that before. I've heard other people talking about it, but I haven't actually used it. So I'll have to look into that now. It's phenomenal because, for someone that needs canned responses often. Yeah, l- like you, I have a lot of different canned responses and some of them are email. So that's okay. Gmail handles those quite nicely. But sometimes I need to put in a bio, for example, at the bottom of a blog post. So then I, those are all in my draft emails sorry no in my draft blogs somewhere and then I've got other draft things in my Evernote so I'm constantly going to those three different paces to look for the different canned responses I suppose so that would be useful yeah. Annabelle what is your vision for the future of your blog? Well I'd just like it to keep going the way it's going really I'm hoping to write more of my travel stories. I suppose this is why I started writing and blogging originally. I told you I wanted to share my writing and I've always dreamed of writing a book. I have actually written a book about blogging now, um, successful blogging in 12 simple steps, but I'm still dreaming of writing my travel book. So that's what I hope to do through my blog is, you know, keep writing my short blog posts 
and keep writing commercial blog posts and blog posts that help other people travel more and travel more cheaply and so on. But I also need to get my head down and write my travel book. That's my big plan. So, Annabelle, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning rounds. And this is Uh where I provide you with a series of questions, and you come back at us, the audience, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? (laughs) Well, I hope, I hope I can achieve that. You're putting the pressure on. I put the bars high <laughs> for people who I know can make it happen. <laughs> okay. What was the number one thing holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Confidence. What is the best business advice that you've ever received? Be commercial. Don't be afraid to sell. What is something that's working for you or your business right now? Constantly changing and making adjustments, not stagnating. So I've given you a great resource with Text Expander. It's simply phenomenal. Do you have a resource similar to that, like an Evernote or something that you just love that you would like to share with our audience? Well, I always recommend Gmail to people. Do you use Gmail? Absolutely. You know, it's people don't really understand. They're like, oh, you have your John at entrepreneuronfire.com. Like, did you have to go through like a, a domain server for that? And it's no, like Google Apps, you can create any email you would like as long as you do own that domain and run everything through there. So I run everything through Gmail. Well, really through Google. You know, I have the Gmail calendar, Gmail. Um, Google Drive, which is their docs. I absolutely use them in every facet of my business. Yeah, so I really recommend that to people because a lot of people still aren't onto it. Um, But it's so fantastic to have all those different email addresses you may have forwarded to the one place and to have constant backups of it all going on. So that's my main tip for people. The other one is WordPress, of course. I'm mad about WordPress. So if you're setting up a new website or a new blog, definitely run with WordPress. Well, for you, you become at the time before there was a WordPress. So you can truly appreciate just how amazing WordPress is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, I've set up an online magazine about 14 years ago, and that all had to be coded up in HTML and so on. And it is only recently, you know, since I moved to Australia within the last four years that WordPress has become powerful enough to do everything we needed it to do. But now it has. It's an incredible tool. Yeah, it is incredible. And a lot of people, that's all they know. So they kind of take it for granted. But man, is that a powerful tool that just makes it so easy to just create and create and create. Yes, no, it's fantastic. What is the best book that you've read in the last six months? Um, well, I'll, I'll give you a good fiction book then. I'm, I'm reading a great thriller, thriller at the moment called Gone Girl. So, you know, I'm a great escapist. I like to work hard and I like to play hard. <laughs> and when I'm playing, one of my favorite things to do is escape in a book. So that's a great one. I think it's by Gillian Flynn, if you want to, a good thriller, Gone Girl. I will absolutely link that up in the show notes. And this is officially the first non-business book that we've had recommended (laughs) on Entrepreneur on Fire, which I like it. It's a little different. So, you know, people really enjoy the business books. But like you said, every now and then we need an escape. And so I will definitely link this up in the show notes. And 
we'll uh, we'll see if anybody comes back and says that they really enjoyed that. Okay, that sounds good. I would also recommend, it's not really a book, but a website that I love for um, business tips, which isn't very well known. It's Robin, uh, no, it's Radsmarts, R-A-D-S-M-A-R-T-S.com. And this is a guy in Sydney and he writes, he's a really good, a really switched on smart business entrepreneur. Um, and consultant but what he does is he comes up with these funny cartoons about social media and about business so you don't actually have to read anything you just have to look at one of his cartoons and you'll get some really good insights into business from him so that's robin dickinson at rad smarts wonderful i'll have to have him on the show yeah you should actually he's very switched on so this last question is my favorite, Annabelle, and it's kind of a tricky one, so I feel like you can take your time and digest it before you answer. Yes. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all of the experience, knowledge, and money that you currently have right now, but your business had completely disappeared, leaving you essentially with a clean slate, which many of our listeners find themselves in right now, what would you do in the next seven days? Well, I definitely set up my website and, you know, I've, I've actually been in this position a few times because when we left New Zealand, we sold our business and we hoped to start a new one in Costa Rica, but then we couldn't get any internet there for 18 months. So we moved to Australia and we did have to start again with a clean slate effectively. For me, the most important thing is to invest in a really good logo, something that is going to give you confidence and make you look as smart, as professional as you are. Then you can get some business cards made and then you can get a website made. Within seven days, you should have a clean, professional look and you should be able to go out there and start selling your products or services. Wonderful. I'm looking at your logo right now and I'm impressed. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) So listen, Annabelle, you've given us some great actionable advice, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one last piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, well, my advice to people who are just getting started is to, you know, be very clear about what you want, get that professional website or blog set up, because it's so important to create a winning first impression when you meet people online, often it'll be through a website, it might be on Facebook, it might be on Twitter, wherever it is, make sure you come across as consistent and professional and the kind of person that someone would really like to work with. If you want to find out more about me, if you want more blogging or business tips, you can go to successfulblogging.com. And that's where I help other small business owners and writers tap into the power of blogging. And I also share my travel stories and travel tips on getinthehotspot.com. So it'd be fantastic to see any of you over there. Wonderful. I will link all of these up in the show notes. Thank you once again for your time, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Brilliant. Thanks, thanks for speaking to me, John. It's good to talk to you. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you interested in learning five ways to make $500 this month? How about five productivity tips that will help you today? Well, that and more is my free gift to you when you go to eofire.com and subscribe to Fire Nation. 
Lastly, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit ignitemastermind.com, join our elite mastermind community, and watch your business or business idea explode. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.